How can the story of the Lion King help us see God's faithfulness in our homeschools? Today, I'm sharing a favorite memory from my family's homeschool that can help us remember God's faithfulness with our children's sense of identity and their sense of purpose. Welcome to the Rest in the Homeschool Trench podcast, a place for homeschool mamas seeking to cultivate victorious rest in the midst of daily homeschool battles. I'm your host, Amy Smith, and I want to offer hope that in Jesus, we can experience victorious rest. This summer, we're choosing to recall God's faithfulness as I'm sharing some of my family's favorite homeschool memories. I hope that as I'm sharing some of my stories that you're thinking of your favorite stories of your homeschool memories and choosing to think about how God has been faithful all along the way. Now we're taking this idea out of Lamentations 3, 21 through 23, that says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So as we choose to look back over the memories of our homeschools, we have to make a choice. We can choose to look back with regret and guilt and all of those not so good thoughts and emotions that we as homeschool moms tend to have sometimes, or We can choose to look back over these stories and see God's faithfulness. This, we have to choose to recall to our mind so that we can be filled with the hope that God has for us for the future of our homeschools. Well, today, I want to share with you a memory from my family's homeschool that goes way back into the recesses of of my mind to an entire week ago. So my kids had an opportunity to be involved with theater camp and they put on a performance of The Lion King. Now it was really fun for my family because we had five cousins who were involved in the play. You had uh, my oldest daughter, well actually my only daughter, my oldest child at home right now, Malin, was one of the camp counselors. And it was a lot of fun getting to hear the stories of her leading and mentoring and coaching, um, getting to help with this group of about 40 younger students in the play. We had two younger cousins who were in their first performance. Um, They're both seven and eight years old, and it was a lot of fun watching them have their first theater experience. And then my younger boys, Micah and Caleb, who are 12 and 14 right now, were able to have the roles of Mufasa and young Simba. So it was this very unique opportunity for us to be able to watch Micah and Caleb, you know, two brothers who have been just the best of friends since they were little, got to watch them in the roles of a father and son in this story. So Throughout the couple of weeks of camp and a weekend full of performances, yes, we had some mishaps along the way. Somehow on the last day of performances, managed to lose the tie-dye t-shirt that was part of Micah's costume. 
I have no idea what happened to the thing. Got up on Sunday morning, had my three kids with their, um, you know, their costume shirts, and one of the cousins had spent the night with us. So I washed all four of the tie-dye shirts, ironed all of them, folded them. I remember counting to four on the shirts. I remember counting to four on the pants, folded them all up, and put them in a laundry basket together. We went to church. And then by the time we got to the theater in the afternoon, one of the t-shirts was gone. Mufasa's t-shirt had completely disappeared. My best guess is it fell out in the parking lot at church and someone picked it up before we went back to look. But, you know, with a big performance like this, mishaps are just going to happen. There's also one point when I was watching one of their performances and noticed that my two boys performed this one portion of a scene a little bit differently than they had before. Well, I thought it had been a directed change, but no, they were having to go with the flow with an unexpected costume mishap. And they had apparently been communicating with each other through charades from different wings on opposite sides of the stage to keep the show because, you know, the show must go on in theater show business. So there were, you know, some interesting moments like that. But on the first day of performances, I was at home sitting, reading something, and um, Caleb came up to me, handed me a full box of tissues, and said, here, Mom, you're going to need this this weekend. Well, this is actually the second time that our family's been going through the play of The Lion King in the past few months, because Micah did this with our homeschool group just a few months ago. So, but yeah, I'm not... I'm not going to need the tissues. I know the story. I know what happens. Yes, I know that one of my sons is going to die in the middle of this. But like, I know all of the lines. I, I'm not going to need the tissues. Wow, was I wrong. I absolutely needed that box of tissues. I didn't use the entire thing, but I used way more tissues than I expected. Um, Honestly, I started tearing up the moment my two boys walked out on stage together. But what I experienced in watching all of our kids on the stage performing the story of the Lion King is that this is a very powerful story. They drew my emotions in. And honestly, experiencing this story several times over, watching my children in the middle of it, has changed the way I'm praying for my children. So as I talk through The Lion King a little bit, I hope that this will impact your prayers for your children as well. So I'm sure you know the story of the Lion King. You know, somewhere in the beginning, you have little Simba running around all happy, and you've got the bright colors and the the fun music as he's singing, I just can't wait to be king. And, you know, as he's singing that song, just I had this picture of our kids when they're little. And all of the times that they talk about, when I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, I'm going to do that. They are filled with dreams, and they believe They can do anything. They can be anything. But then we know that along the way, real life comes along and they realize life is much harder than they thought it was going to be. So young Simba doesn't realize that in order for him to become king, it means his father must die. So we walked through that scene of watching on the stage as Mufasa dies 
and young Simba is left all alone. From my perspective, that was watching my son Micah act like he was dying and my son Caleb being left alone. So Caleb starts you know, crying out, Dad, you've got to wake up. Somebody help me. And in my mind, I saw my little two-year-old Caleb crying for help. And something in my mama heart wanted to go up on that stage and give him a big hug. But I didn't. I was a good theater mom and kept myself in my in my seat because I couldn't go up there. And at that moment, I was thinking, how isn't that true with our children? As they grow up, there are times that we can't help them. So they go on um, in the play and Simba believes the lies that Scar speaks to him. Scar accuses him of having killed his father Simba's filled with shame. He runs away. He runs from his calling to be the next king because he's believed the lies that the enemy, his uncle, has spoken to them. Doesn't that happen with us and with our children? We believe the lies of the enemy, run from our true identity, run from our sense of purpose and calling. You know, mom and dad, when... Our kids are growing up and there are those moments that happen for them when they believe the lies, we can help them, but they need more than we can offer. They're going to need to hear God's voice for themselves. So you keep on going through the play and you have Hakuna Matata and the great fun and um, Simba grows up and then you reach this point where Nala has returned and is calling him back to be who he truly is, to be the king and come back and rescue his people. And in this scene, Simba has this memory of his father. And in this memory, his father says, you know, Simba, you have forgotten who you are. You've forgotten your identity. And then his parting words are to remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Mufasa reminds Simba of his identity. And as Simba remembers who he truly is, because of his father in him, he returns to the pride land, takes his place as the rightful king. He returns to his purpose and his calling because he remembered who he is. Isn't that what our kids need? They need to remember their identity in Jesus. They need to know that they were created with a purpose, that God has a calling for their lives. And it doesn't matter what lies the enemy speaks to them, what shame they start to experience because of mistakes or false accusations. Their identity is firm in Jesus. So this is how the Lion King has impacted the way that I'm looking at God's faithfulness. It's changing the way that I pray for my children. I'm looking back over my children's childhoods as my kids are starting to reach adulthood, and I'm just praying and begging the Lord to remind each of them who they are 
in Jesus, to remind them of their calling and their purpose because of who God has created them to be. Now, I can help them with this, but I'm praying that God shows them in his word who they are and who they created them to be. And that's the one step I want to leave you with today. It's simply this. Pray. Pray for your kids. Pray that they see the truth in God's word of who they are and who they have been called to be. I hope that you'll join me next time as we continue looking at some of our favorite homeschool memories and how they can help us recall God's faithfulness in our homeschools. Until then, I pray that you are remembering how faithful God has been in your homeschool as you recall to mind some of your favorite homeschool memories.